0: You're listening to The People's Pitch, the official podcast of Minneapolis City Soccer Club. Brought to you by footballstadiumprince.com. Let's start the show. And as I talked about just a couple minutes ago, as Joe Watt stands over this one, he appears to be the one taking the penalty here. Uh, This is a huge confidence booster if you're a Duluth. Worst case scenario for for City right here.
1: And it
2: stopped, and it
1: stopped. Totally redeemed himself. Matt Elder redeeming himself. (laughs) Oliver with the right foot. The shot of the goal! goal! Oh,
0: Oliver! And Justin Oliver will break the scoreless tie. Well, then it is 1-0 Minneapolis City. It's Hutton now on the offense with the left foot. And another another goal! goal! And
1: it is now 2-0 Minneapolis City. Oh, yes! City. Good finish! Nick Hutton taking his quick victory lap. Welcome back to the People's Pitch Podcast, the official podcast of your Minneapolis City Soccer Club. I'm your host, John, and alongside me, as always, is the voice of Minneapolis City Game Day and the booth boy for Augsburg men's and women's soccer, the (laughs) Nate Morales. Nate, exciting news around the club this past week, and we're not talking about just the season tickets going on sale for, for 2004, or 24, excuse me, but they are on sale now, so go get those. But some big changes within the club kind of hit the, mm. hit the airwaves and we like change because over the course of the last six seven years change usually means the club is jumping course to another chapter and historically when we do that um and, and kind of hit another level that growth usually means there's success behind it because we've gone through a learning phase so uh so what are we talking about today nate
2: well i, I see you're already on your pr tour so that's good yep yep <laughs> <laughs> yeah man that change the change happening that hits this that hit the streets this week is uh longtime chairman and club co-founder Dan Hodeman steps down as president and uh, his replacement the return of the pribbler Adam Pribble Smash. former goal, former goalkeeper coach former head coach former technical director former general manager now president so we're going to talk to Adam tonight we're also going to dip back into crows in college we're gonna get an update on our boys that are living in academia so without further ado let's get going let's talk about adam first we first met this guy when he strode onto the field as city's goalkeeper coach and we were all like goalkeeper coach he's so short (laughs) fast forward through a bevy of club successes of which he was a part of every one. And this coming season, Adam Pribble is the new president of Minneapolis City Soccer Club, further cementing himself in club history. He's now put himself in the pole position, passing retired legend Kevin Hoof for the most capped guest. This is your eighth appearance. Adam, welcome back to the show. I had no idea. Eight the eight timers club. What bourbon? Yeah, is I, your did some, I did some I did some history. That's fantastic, I,
0: and I gotta say, Nate, that's one of the best intros. You humbled me and and built me up all at the same time. Well done.
2: Yeah. After. <laughs> <laughs> Stop the landing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You had to break you down before I build you up.
1: <laughs> yeah, ab- yeah, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> Just a classic HR conversation. Uh, well, <laughs> where do you see yourself in 5 years? Also, uh, it'll be with Not here. Oh, yeah. and <laughs> your short. Yeah, and <laughs> your short. Yeah. Goalkeeper, uh, and then also Eloquently shitting on Kevin Hoof while you're at it as well. We, that's always fun to do. Anyways, I'll start things off. First off, on behalf of the club founders, uh, I, I do want to not only congratulate you, sir, Adam, on taking the reins of this club, but want to say that really if there's a better candidate out there to to take over this position, I challenge anyone to find a better option than yourself. I think that like what a what a great. What a great situation we're in for the club, um, and you know we'll 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 dive in here in a little bit, but definitely wanted to wanted to say that before we get things going.
0: I really appreciate that.
1: Well, you're you're welcome. So you took last year off from full time with the club because you had some priorities to focus on. Uh, you and your wife Jackie, welcome to beautiful baby girl into the world. Uh, thank you for helping populate the earth. Um, You took a big promotion at Sports Engine, which is your your nine to five or whatever your working hours are, Um, and you had commitments with Southeast Soccer Club, all culminating in a full boat. And not to mention, you know, you were also on the committee that helped bring us the Minnesota Super Cup. So you were wrapped up in that. So clearly something kind of had to fall and the decision was Minneapolis city. Um, and and it made sense with the volume of folks that we do have in positions. And you and I are kind of briefly talking about, like the personnel is is there and there's there's a little less shifting you have to do there. But um, things, are, you know, they're, they they were gonna be fine without you, um, but you're back now. What was the past year like not being involved and fully invested in the club that you were invested in for like six years?
0: It was so hard. It was so hard, uh, and I'm so glad you asked that. Like, and what I, I'll tell you what I found is that I had to. I tried to stay in it for like on the periphery, and and Dan and, and and all the team kept on kind of trying to give me different titles, like, oh, you could be in charge of uh, director of strategy. I was like, oh, at yeah. the end of the day, what? Like, what's what, that? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I was like, I don't even know what that means, but. I really enjoy the club. I can't stay away from it. Um, it. It's like, it's just a part of me. It's who I am. And so um, what I found last year is that I really had to remove myself from a lot of different things because I, I couldn't stop. Right. Um, and that, that ultimately factored in like coming back in um, and those conversations been having for quite some time. And it's not something that just happened recently. So,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and I'm so honored and
1: humbled to be back. So you and I have talked at length about prioritization in life. I mean, it's, (laughs) we have many conversations that we had about, about just that. And I, and I personally used to be you, I I had my hands in everything. I, I consistently was on the go from one thing to the next thing. um, But I had, you know, just too much and Mm -hmm. like, like where, where I, where I hit my, my, you know, my too much with my playing career at a high level. Um, wh- whether it was with the club and then my other soccer efforts that I had, like things start to have to thin out so you can focus. And I did that with Minneapolis city. Uh, I'm involved less, um, you know, and, and, you know, what, wh- what I touched on when, when Dan had to make a similar choice uh, for himself with the club, what was the first conversation like the two of you had um, that led to this kind of decision kind of, you know, ultimately culminating in, yeah. in, in, in the transition.
0: Yeah, it's a great setup for the question. Like, I think like ultimately, the, the discussions that Dan and I had, and again, we had so many of them. Right? It was coffees and 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 happy hours and late night discussions. It was just, it, and it really became about if we take a step back, and and I continue to tell this to Dan, and I'd say it to anyone, is that let's remove ourselves from the emotional aspect that is the club, because again, it's this you're in it. You guys are all, you guys have been in it from, since day one. Mm -hmm. Um, The club starts to kind of run through your veins and it becomes somewhat emotional. Um, But I told him, let's, let's think about these things like you're a consultant, like you're coming from outside the club. What do you think the right decision is? Right. Um, and, And so when you start to look at it from that lens to say, and what I'm trying to do there is what's best for the club try to remove yourself from that equation. Don't think about what you need, but what's best for the club. Mm-hmm. Um, and and really, ultimately, what that means is, like, Dan is supremely talented at so many things, right? Like, um, he is, he's built this club from the ground up, the branding, like, the the voice, the social media, all these different things. And And we wanted to get him back into doing some of those things that he's, like, really good at, but mm-hmm. also that gives him a ton of joy. Um, and then some of those things that, that I think in my career, I've started to build over years is like a lot of operational pieces. Like I'm very process oriented. That's just the way my brain works. I I like working with people. I like being on the phone. So it's like just connecting people and bringing them together. And that's really the power of the club. Like we, this, this podcast is the people's pitch. And and we we always used to call it the people's club, and that's what I want to return it to because we just need to bring in the right people,
1: and that's what the club's all about. Yeah, absolutely. Quick follow up, um, and and you can you can pause us if we're not ready if if we're not ready there yet. Uh, but are there any other like shiftings happening around the club from a leadership or responsibility perspective that are happening or going to happen that you can share with us, or 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 is it too early?
0: I, I mean. I'm, I'm, I'm an open book at the, at this point, and what we're trying to do is, like, we have established an executive board. And so that executive board um, consists of uh, Jeremiah Johnson, who is a longtime, um, he's, like, the founder of the Futures, really, really created that thing from the ground up. He's going to be taking over as sporting director, Um then Matt Vandenskoten is retaining his position as GM. So he's gonna be kind of that running it side by side with Jeremiah on the sporting side because what's Minneapolis city without Matt at the helm of, of the sporting side. Mm-hmm. But additionally, he's also gonna be taking on a another department that I call our community engagement, right? So community engagement will look like, um, not only some of our philanthropic efforts and that's always going to be part of who we are as a club is giving back to the community um but also like how are we engaging youth soccer how are we uh, connected and grounded in the community and those are things that matt does supremely well uh then dan will be taking over what i've kind of called our commercial and marketing side um so you know think about game day operations, think about uh, the social media, all those different pieces, um, branding, everything that he does extremely well. And then I'm very excited to announce that Paul Schmeckel is joining us as, um, he's joining us on the finance side. So he's had a lot of experience as a CFO in different organizations, um, and he's gonna be coming in and helping run, um, helping our organization uh, from that financial department
1: side nice so a lot of shifting around sounds like but you know you you know the listeners of the show are now putting the pieces together that like you said it 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 is the people's club and and, and all the people you mentioned have had an instrumental part of us building things in one way shape or form from from the beginning really you know so it's great it's great that you know that the process side that you're talking about is coming together with the people that i mentioned like we're there There's there's a support system there it's just kind of you know, putting the right shapes in the right, in the right shaped holes, really.
0: I think you said it really well. And and, and I just wanna say that like, those aren't the only people, right? Right, like, right. That, that's the only thing, uh, It's what I wanna be able to say right now, cause we're gonna continue to announce more people that, that are either joining the club or people that have been within the club that are taking on new and exciting roles. Mm-hmm. So like, there's gonna be a lot more coming up, but like that core, is leading those different departments, and we're we're joining in this executive board that I'm uh, that I've kind of formed to make sure that we, that we can execute against our mission, and that's what we're really grounded on is what is the mission of Minneapolis City Soccer Club, um, and and how do we continue moving that forward in in a prolific way?
2: And it also spreads the responsibility around too a little bit, where it's not all on, you know, it's probably something that could have. Dan could have benefited from over the last few years, but it's just not up to Dan solely to worry about, you know, balancing the budget and making sure that the bills are getting paid and making sure that the content is, is, you know, is, is top notch and making sure the game day experience comes off the way it does and all this stuff, right. Falls on Dan and, and it kind of wears on you. So it's nice to, it's nice to be able to spread that around and be able to do something that maybe Dan was not the best at and delegate. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah. Mate, you nailed it on the head and I want to hear like from all of our listeners out there's like there's some of you that know the club really well there's some that are like just joining in and saying what, what is this all about but for any of them that know lower level soccer like it, it's a passion project right and but I also like I just I think from like if, if any of us knew what this thing was going to be back in 2016 I don't think we would have done it <laughs> I, I, I really, I, I really believe that. I really believe that. Cause like if, if you if people come and say like, yeah, this is going to be like X, Y, and Z and you're going to do now. It's really cool. But like the, the work and the, and what it became was, was insane. Like I think about like John and Dan basically said like, yeah, like we're pretty good at MASL and we think we can take it to this national level. Do you want to try it? That was it. Right. I was <laughs> like, yep. It's like, hell yeah, let's try it. Like, like, <laughs> why not? we got some ballers here in Minnesota. And then it took on this, and then like every year we've just gotten bigger and better. Um, not that bigger is always better, but like we, we've just continued to grow in a different way. So uh, I, Nate, I just think it's really well said in that like we needed to take that different step to build more structure. Um, and really it's just about like, how do we take the people that have, built this thing and build structure around them to allow them to be successful. And then what I'm really excited about is let's, let's be aggressive in bringing in more people, because I think there's a lot of people out there that really resonate with who we are and what our mission is. We just have to provide them that opportunity and be super aggressive about that.
2: Yeah. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: Adam, John and I just spent a couple of shows reflecting on the best of the 2023 season looking, yeah. looking back on the year for yourself, what do you think are some of the club's top moments and accomplishments from this year?
0: That's a great question.
2: Softball I'll, question before I break you down. Yeah, absolutely.
0: <laughs> what I think is the best thing about the 2023 season was, it, you know, we can talk about different results and we can talk about like the different moments on the field. But what I think happened for me which was difficult in 2022 and actually this is going to be a little bit more uh, more long form i'm going to go back to 2017 oh t- 2017 we made the jump from PLA to NPSl right and and if anyone remembers that year', like I think we came in third that year, but like. Mm-hmm we thought we had the super talented roster and we got kind of rocked in a lot of different ways, right? Like, yeah,
1: we, we had, we built the team for the PLA and then we moved into something different and it wasn't the right, it wasn't the right makeup. Mm
0: -hmm. It wasn't the right makeup. So like in 2022, we go from the NPSL to USL two and we're like, huh, this is different. And it was the same thing. Right. So like, then I think what happens then is like what we're realizing is USL two is, is a very high level, but it's also a developmental league, right? Like you have to have guys that are under 23 for the most part. Um, you have roster limits on ages and different things like that. So for me, what happened in 2023 is that we started to see players and a new generation of players play for the badge. Mm-hmm. Like you saw guys really, really care and 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 that to me was like we started to feel some of the magic again of like ooh like now we're in USL2 we have different rivals we have different games against different opponents and we're starting to see like guys really start to care and leave it all out on the field and let's be all honest that's what we're all here for yeah like is guys that like yes we're they're all coming with like different aspirations whether it's coaches staff players what have you like they're all coming there and we want to be a platform and and a trampoline for them to get into whatever else they want to do in their soccer career and like I'd love to talk about that sometime like look at our coaching roster and what they're all doing now it's phenomenal but like you look at that and then but when they when they come in and they figure out our culture and they say I want to play for the badge I want to be a crow and once a crow always a crow like that that to me really starting to happen, and I can't define it in a moment. It's a feeling.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, I'm going to ask my last question, then I'll let Nate uh, Nate do his thing. What are the What does the first ninety days of the the purple regime look like?
0: <laughs> Great question. It's all it's all people. It's all people. So I told um, our executive board. I've told everyone that. There was some really tactical things that had to happen in terms of um, of building, like what our programming is looking like, um, you know, and then locking down facilities, et cetera. Um, that that stuff's really important. But then from here on out, in the next 30, 60, 90 days, I'm solely focused on getting people in the right positions. Um, you know, doing a doing a weird amateur soccer onboarding process um, but really making them feel like they're part of the club and then and then getting people in the right cadence of meetings or whatever they need to do to be successful um, because again when we have brought people into the club uh, and, and like I'll point to like John Martinson a couple of years ago who's now the managing partner at Minnesota Super Cup like when when we bring in people and and give them to say what do you love doing and why do you why do you want to do it and fit it into the mission, then we're we're just we become super successful.
2: Yeah, Adam, you've always been really good. You, you're you 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 are a phenomenal people person. You always have been good at at building those bridges and getting people to feel comfortable and 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 to open up. But you're also the guy that can look over and be like, all right, time to get a red card. Cause I'm going to scream at somebody.
1: What, <laughs> what's the, what,
2: this is a, this is a question off the cuff, but do you mm-hmm. see any, maybe not opportunities is or, or the right word, but are there, are there any um, points in the next year or any, any, any things at the back of your mind where you're like, I might need to get a little aggressive about this.
0: Yeah, I mean, my, my biggest thing there, Nate, is like, I'm going to protect the culture. Right. Yeah. So, like, um, John, I'll, I'll credit John Bissworm with this many years ago. Like, one of our founding principles is the no asshole policy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Um, and, and, it, it, and it's pretty simple. I don't think I have to explain it. But, like, at the end of the day, um, we have a mission. That is always going to be paramount. Um, that There's going to be some guiding principles that I will absolutely protect. And I, I think we need to have fun. So right now, anyone that comes in the club has to have a conversation with me. And I, in that conversation, I tell all of them, if there's a moment where you're not having fun, and that does not mean it will not be challenging, but I think challenging can be fun. But if you're not having fun, you're not enjoying it, I want you to stop. And I want you to leave, and I'll be pretty aggressive about that. To say like if, if there's moments where it's like we're, it's we're not enjoying what we're doing, then we've got to look in the mirror and say why are we doing it?
2: Yeah. So, nice, Adam. Let's talk about what we're doing. The off season, it's getting shorter, even yeah. a, even even when it comes to the USL two, UPSL level, right? And as the weather gets colder, all of a sudden it's October and we're thinking about trials and combines for both the first team and the future starting, you know, in a couple of weeks. Right. Would you say that that is just a product of overall the evolving demands of of soccer or is it more the local semi pro environment that's getting more competitive and that clubs like us need to start looking at being kind of always on in order to attract and identify top talent? I mean look at what Tulsa's doing like they're playing two seasons a year yeah
0: yeah I uh I think it's a little bit of both I think like it depends on the makeup of the club right like if I am a I'll use Racine I I think that they can recruit um and bring guys in and in in April and hit the go button right like I think the Ballard FCs and Racines of the world that have that type of environment where they say, we're going to recruit, we're going to house guys, and and we're just going to hope it all kind of comes together and meshes, and then we go. Um, That's a different story. I think what we're doing is is building, um, and we're really saying, we're still focusing on the Minnesota player. We're going to build locally, and so, like... Also, I think we have to acknowledge what we've done is we've been pioneers in the space and we've shown people that this is a very viable option. And so I, I think it's, um, you know, when we see all these different, whether it's UPSL clubs, NPSL clubs, USL clubs popping up all over Minnesota, I think it's a tip of the hat to what we've done. Um, but it also means that we've got to kind of sharpen what we're doing and stay on top of things and, and continue to kind of have touch points in the community to say, here's who we are and, and, and here's how you get quality players into the club. So,
2: Nice. Yeah. Reflecting, about, reflecting on how Minneapolis City shows up in the community and how it's functioning at that UPSL, USL2 level, where do you see opportunities for Minneapolis City to improve, not necessarily in the on-field product, but how it's just delivering its mission overall?
0: You know, I think uh, I think building out that community engagement department within the club is is important to me because that's always been a core tenet of who we are as a club. Like, there's a lot of clubs that say they're you know you know community club or of the people or this that or the other, but it's like, are are you investing like resources into that, right? Mm-hmm. Like. Mm -hmm. um and so and i i even think that like i think that's an area of growth for us like and and frankly um if i know our fans if i know the people that really enjoy minneapolis city that's part of why they are fans of minneapolis Mm -hmm. city is because yeah
2: that's part of the value proposition
0: right so it's like and my thing is that like we can all say we're busy. We can all say this, we can all, whatever. But it's like, at the end of the day, let's, let's write down what's really important and what are our guiding principles of the club? What's our mission? And then let's, let's put the resources behind it. So that was important for me to say, we have a department lead in Matt who's uniquely qualified to run that. And then, and then let's get deep into that. And for me, I don't want to, I don't necessarily want to go, you know, buckshot and and do it with a bunch of different organizations like every year i'd like to kind of have a focus with one or two organizations and go deep and have a meaningful impact in the community um so my challenge actually would be to any listeners like if you're hearing this and you say yeah well that sounds really cool i want to get involved or i know some organizations that minneapolis city should partner with reach out um you know whether whether it's to these guys on the podcast or myself, reach out, reach out, and, and let's get let's get moving on it because I think that's an important part of the club that we need to continue to reinvest in.
2: Is so a lot of people when you ask them about what Minneapolis City should be doing, I think some of them go in that community focused direction, others go in the more competitive direction. And they're like, well, we got, it. we need, we need to expand. We need to, we need a youth club. We need a women's club and, and all of this. And, you know, now that there are, pl- I mean, the, the youth market is absolutely saturated here with St. Croix being the, you know, the big hitter, um, mm-hmm. you know, the uh, Aurora has shown up on the scene and just blown that uh, playbook out of like knock that playbook out of the park. Like they are yeah. phenomenally successful right so like yeah let's not focus on that but when we do think about growth is revenue really the biggest challenge for minneapolis city in any growth vision like what else do you see the club needing to address in the three in the next few years besides like figuring out how to make that money yeah i mean it's a great question
0: Nate. because like i mean there's so it's a loaded question because Yeah, absolutely. Revenue is going to be a primary focus because I think one of the challenges that we have is that I'm I want to balance high performance with a volunteer run organization. Those are those two are important and and because part of our mission is is providing this like high performance
2: environment um, to like practice spaces don't volunteer.
0: Correct. I mean, like (laughs) it's 400 plus dollars an hour. And so when you look at those different things, but it's like we want to bring in players that, you know, we've always had a commitment to bring in in players that don't necessarily have access to to that type of environment. Um, I don't think you can say those things about all the different organizations in Minnesota. And so, like, we're trying to thread a needle that is pretty thin right? Like, high performance, yep. volunteer organization, have a mission, but also be high performing and, and do all these different things. And so that's always been the challenge for us. So like, does revenue help in that? Absolutely. That's always going to be a focus for us. But I think like, we continue to double down on our mission, and we do a really good job in storytelling. And we do a really good job reaching out across whatever aisle, whether that's, you know, to other soccer organizations, to our community, to different people, we have to get, we have to, we have to come with a bigger, um, a bigger megaphone. So like, I think we need mm-hmm. to do a much job, better job in PR. Like I'm looking at all the social media algorithms and saying like some of the reach that we used to have in social media might be changing. Like yeah. Elon Musk is shutting stuff down right? Like, and so like, unless you're going to pay for it, I don't know, like, if we're going to have that same reach. So I think we need to actually borrow a playbook from our, from our friends with Minnesota Aurora and say, we need to, we need to get in touch with local media more. Like, there's a lot of things that we need to do to grow ourselves in a way that's going to be sustainable. And also say, like, like, I want to challenge everyone to say, like, there's growth but also to say like, can we just be really good at what we do, where we're at? Like those yeah. things are okay too. Like, so I guess I guess saying all those things is like, there's a lot of areas where I think that we can improve, Nate, but um, I, I'm gonna look at doing them like incrementally and, and very process driven to say, let's define what we wanna do. Um, let, let's set a plan against that and then we need to set those metrics to say how are we going to evaluate that and i don't like we haven't always had the time to do that we have to do that in order to feel good about what we're doing
2: and this is why i like talking to you because you give people the space to get a little sappy just by virtue of what you're talking about but like it's okay that fans have different ideas of what growth looks like and that's part of what why the club is so great and so and so like fulfilling is that you can come from all sorts of different backgrounds you can come from all sorts of different angles and you can see your what you love about soccer coming to life within Minneapolis City Mm -hmm. you know what I mean like you can see even though it might not be right for the club you can still be like God Minneapolis City is the club that I want my kid to play for as a 10 year old or Minneapolis City is the club that I want working with my charity my favorite charity or, you know what I mean? Or Minneapolis city is the club that I want my sister or my friend to play for on their women's team. Right. So like can't fault people for being, for, for having all these different visions for what Minneapolis city should be. But I think your point, your point is right on is that the growth needs to be the growth needs to be purposeful and, and it needs to start with, let's just be the best that we can be right now and let's see where the next 3 years takes us. Yeah, well said.
1: well said. And speaking
2: of that, think about this. Speaking of the next 3 years, think about this. 3 years ago, we were middle we were in the middle of covid. The club was mid covid, but we're still about to launch the futures program. We're about to enter our third NPSL North winning season. And looking at everything that's happened since the off season between 2020 and 2021 talking about how successful the futures have become in terms of on field and player development, the switch to usl Two, Carl Craig signing on thinking about all that. What are your pie in the sky hopes for the club three years from now?
0: So I'll, I'll go cause I I'm pretty ambitious. So, in, even in three years i want our own stadium yeah right like flat out like and and, and i and i want to say that with like all do is, like i i love the nelly nothing can replace like the feeling uh, of when you're playing at Pinelli. um but uh, for a number of different like economic and, and and other different reasons like i want my own stadium um mm-hmm. So whether that's like leasing or owning land um, and building something, I, that's 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 a goal I'd like. Um, I'd like to double down on the futures. I'd like to build out the futures um, all the way down to, you know, thirteen U, right? So thirteen U, fifteen U, seventeen U, nineteen U, U twenty one, building up into right. also like to I'd like to continue to explore what it means to to break into the women's space. Um I think that it's the reason that we haven't thus far is because like frankly there's not a gap in the market that I see at the current moment. Like right there's a lot of organizations that are doing it really, really well. That and that's I want to be very clear. Like we've always evaluated the market and said the WPSL is here and there's a um, There's like 11 teams here that are doing a phenomenal job. So we just said, I, I don't know if, we've always said, if there's a gap in the market, we're gonna fill it because that's what we think is really important. And we've we've seen those gaps in the past. So that's what we've done. Um, taking away nothing from Minnesota Aurora, they've done a phenomenal job. But uh, again, what I'm saying there is that like, as we build out this model and we've done this thing really well with Minneapolis city, um, I don't want to limit that to just one gender. That doesn't seem right to me. Mm-hmm. So like, I think if we're, if, if we're building this thing that like is very inclusive and it's the people's club and then, then we have to open it up to all people. Um, so those are some of the goals that I have, um, you know, and and I think that like if you ask me about five, 10 years, I could, I could get even crazier, but I think we
2: can can go there for three stadium on the moon.
0: (laughs) That's right. That's right.
2: All right. So last question. And this came up again, this is off the cuff because you kind of hinted at it earlier. You referenced it that when you think back and you look around at the soccer landscape right now in the in the cities so many coaches so many former players so many former coaches are all having success in their soccer career and i don't necessarily mean as players i mean as coaches as um you know moving moving on and being able to make make a living or at least continue to pursue their passion when you think about all these coaches that are, fr- that are that are from Minneapolis City. They're everywhere, whether that's, you know, um, whether that's the Oliver Brothers, whether that's Jonah. I saw Sammo at the Bethel game tonight. You know, you mm-hmm. can look at MVB over at MTA now running their juniors Jimings. program. Right. I mean, you could, the list is on and on and on and on. And it all started in 2016, 2017, where you were on staff as a goalkeeper coach, you take over as the head coach, and it all builds from there. Eli Baker, whatever, right? Are you the Pep Guardiola of Minneapolis City? <laughs> um, I'm
0: not nearly as smart as he is. Um, <laughs> but but like, what I what I will all say of these is guys
2: that, that learned learned under you that learned your system.
1: I'd yeah, say more well, like I mean, the Bill the Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick. Really?
2: That's a good. That's a that's another. That's a cross I, sport analogy. But but probably more apropos. Say,
0: let's 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 not forget like. John Pucci just took a job with, with St. Mary's and is doing yep. phenomenal things there. Michael Prunty, like the coaching tree from our organization is phenomenal. Yeah. Um,
1: well, the and, whole Hamlin staff is pretty much all Minneapolis city. All
0: of them. Right. And and mm-hmm. like, what I will say is what I think there's incredible power is, and this is what we've always done really well is showing up authentically in this space and, and, I don't know if you can always say that about youth sports or, or amateur sports or sports in general.
2: You cannot like, say that about youth sports, especially when there's it, a lot of money involved. There's yeah, nothing like, authentic like, there.
0: Like, like, like we all know it's big business at this point. Like it, as as everything in a capitalist society ends up becoming, but like if you show up authentically in the space and there's something powerful about us coming and saying like, well, we're, we're not going to pay We're not going to pay you a lot. We don't take a lot of player dues. Like, this is just kind of who we are. And and when people, and we pitch that to people and you say like, all right, well, you know, if people are willing to come in and do it for cheap or, or, or nothing at all um, and, and we show up authentically and say, this is who we are and, and this is what we're about. Like good things happen. Right. Like, mm-hmm. and, and so like, it's, it's the most frustrating thing in the world because it's incredibly difficult. Like, it's incredibly difficult. But at the same time, it can be the most rewarding thing in the world because the things that you guys just talked about, like reflecting on the coaches and the players, that the, what, like what, what, what those types of people have done in their careers and using Minneapolis City as a launching pad, like I can, I can retire from all this stuff and I can feel like I've done my job. Um, so I think that's the biggest thing is just showing up authentically in the space and saying, here's who we are and and let's put people first and, and soccer is the vehicle.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I don't think you could have, you could have wrapped this one up with a better bow there, Adam. Um, (laughs) but you know, thanks for, thanks for making us your first stop on, uh, on your magical press tour that you're you're going to have here. Um, you know, we got you before ESPN did, so we really appreciate that. But I, I I said it already. I'll say it again. I think this is, you know, if if we're looking at club transition and, and moving to our next stages, uh, I think, uh, what, what better person to, uh, to come on board in another official capacity. I mean, you've done laundry, you've coached, you've done everything. Might as well take the reins. So we really appreciate you joining us. And, uh, Really excited about what uh, what the future holds.
0: You guys are the best in the business. Don't let anyone tell you different. <laughs>
2: Nobody yeah. would dare.
1: Yeah no, one, <laughs> yeah, no one realizes how much work a, a fourth division U.S. amateur soccer podcast really does, uh, does so make it you, you so each week. <laughs> All right, Adam. Well, thanks so much for joining us, man. It was good talking with you. And uh, like I said, we're super excited for, for what's on the horizon.
2: Appreciate it, gentlemen.
1: All right, take it easy. Thanks,
2: Adam. So the crows summer seasons are well behind us. The chill is in the air. And you can go back a couple shows and listen to those recaps of that. But look, there are more opportunities than ever to catch your crows in action in their college environs, right? Between ESPN Plus, you got the my Sports Network powered by Huddle, and of course, just old-fashioned getting out of your house and driving somewhere. Yeah, what's um, that? <laughs> there, are, there are crows on the field colleges everywhere and this this fall we are excited to make sure that we touch on a few of them each show to keep you hyped about minneapolis city in the off season and the players that that uh, that make this squad so fun to watch
1: yeah John get well, started let's... who are your
2: guys who are your guys are watching
1: uh, first and foremost if if you haven't been on the internet at all um I don't know what you're even doing but Eli Goldman has been on an absolute rip lately. The, yeah. the captain of University of New Hampshire, um, as of our last broadcast two weeks ago, has been melting the back of the net to the tune of a brace in a three to one win versus Princeton, taking down the smart guys. Following up with a game winner uh, a week later in a one nothing victory over the other smart guys in uh, in Harvard, Hey, like them apples, smart kids. <laughs> um, and then adding the opening goal last Tuesday night in the three, three nothing win versus Northeastern. So I've said it and I'll say it again. If you are a pro soccer club, maybe even one that's struggling to find the back of the net across the river,
2: hmm. um,
1: which we have to still talk about uh, some coaching changes. Oh my um, God. I can't
2: believe we've got we, <laughs> Yeah. 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 We'll, yep.
1: we'll, we'll we'll talk about that ne- next time. Um, do not sleep on Eli Goldman. Eli is pro ready go get him. It's so easy. So easy. Just go get him. Don't, don't, don't make it difficult. Don't yeah. Put everything aside that you did before and go get Eli Goldman, but Eli's been on a tear and then sticking with our D one boys um, over at St. Thomas. Um, they've been having a tough year. It's been, it's been a tough beginning of the D one program for, for them, mm-hmm. but uh, Minneapolis city forward, Dennis Mensa showed up big um, for the Tommies, uh, the lone bright spot last week that got them on the front foot, with a 66, 66 minute uh, game time goal that gave them their first points of the summit league season this year and points for wow. the Tommies have been hard to come by, uh, but scored uh, scored a real crucial goal uh, for, for them this week. So that rounds out my, my D one guys.
2: That's tough to see, man. As far as that St. Thomas program, like you really wanted them to make that leap and be successful. It's just,
1: well, we're seeing it in USL too, Nate, as, as we know, as it's I'm... hard to
2: do hard to make the yeah. hard to make the leap to the next division.
1: Yep, yep. I mean, you, you you step off the ledge and you don't know how 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 big the fall is or how high the jump is. Yeah, yeah.
2: All right, so yeah, I, I don't know how, John, with... this bit has kind of turned into the Mitchell Munzing stand segment cuz <laughs>
1: right.
2: <laughs> he is on a tear of his own. He uh has picked up a stagnant Augsburg attack with a hat trick that powered them to their first win since September 21st. Um, That was last week at the Saturday uh, at Concordia, the Cobbers. And that puts him at seven goals and five assists on the season. He added two tonight. So that makes it seven and seven, Uh, seven assists is tied for second behind uh, missile Harris's 11 assists, which is good enough for NCAA division three overall second place. So if you're not watching Augsburg, it's fun, man. Missile Missile Harris, and Mitchell Munzing, two futures players, are are just lighting it up in the Mayak. Um, and Mitchell is Mitchell seven goals, lets him puts him in fourth in the Mayak, which is one goal behind Hakeem Morgan. Hakeem Morgan has eight on the year. And let's talk about Hakeem John. Big news. Yeah, big
1: news. Got another uh, crow getting called up. Uh, the news broke last week that the Costa Rican U twenty three national team is calling Hakeem into camp, which I know probably puts a little bit of stretch on, um, on Justin Oliver and the coaching and Gibbons, the coaching staff at St. Olaf um, with having to try to fill the void in Hakeem Morgan. But, you know, I, I, especially during the, during the college season, that has gotta be tough for um, a division three coach, but a division three player getting called into an under 23 national team is, uh, I don't know what gets bigger than that. Um, yeah, it's a, huge. it's a, it's, it's a pretty big thing. And, you know, the Costa Ricans, uh, much like the United States, U 23 squad is, uh, is, is basically going through the, the qualify qualification steps for the Paris Olympics. So, um, and I don't know if that stuff's going to be on, you know, be able to watch. You, know, you might have to get some dirty stream that'll give you a virus on your computer. But, um, <laughs> but uh, I mean, what a great testament to to all the work that Akeem's been putting in, and uh, also a testament to uh, the, the recruiting nature of our club to be able to to snag a player like him. And uh, and and all in all, awesome news. So, so congratulations yeah. to Akeem. Super happy for him.
2: You said it. I mean, looking at the post, the announcement post, uh, he's in this team with guys from the Costa Rican League, lots of teams there, but of course, Saprisa has a number of representatives. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, a player from Nottingham Forest, a player from Heart of Midlothian up in Scotland, a player from Sunderland. Like, this is real. The only other college player, it looks like, on this roster plays for Central Florida, mm-hmm. uh, which is... Phenomenal, right? So this is just a testament to the talent that he has, and really a lot of hard work that he puts in. These games, those games are coming up this weekend, October fourteenth, October seventeenth. Maybe you can watch on ESPN Plus. Just do a little research because we didn't do any.
1: Yeah, like I said, you'll probably end up having to bootleg it and get a get some malware. Yeah. (laughs) So that's uh, those are
2: your those are your crows in college this week. I love talking about it. We'll be back next week with with some more updates as the regular season starts to come to a close. There's only about four or five games left for all these guys before the playoffs start. So check it out. I
1: got to add one thing though. Like Hakeem, when you're, when you're with, with the, uh, the, the 23 Picos, can you bring like two guys back with you for the summer? Like just, just pick any two guys that want to just hang out and like live (laughs) life. You know, what's a bummer.
2: (laughs) The lake life. These guys live on the ocean. You know, what's a bummer John is I was just realizing that Hakeem will not be at the Nelly on Saturday for the game
1: yeah which i guess
2: is probably good for
1: (laughs) for coach holker
2: yeah yeah
1: yeah but yeah hakeem if you're listening bring bring some bring some buddies back so we we get we yeah bring some friends back Mm
2: -hmm. all right well that's all thank you for listening to this week's show and thank you to our wonderful show sponsor football stadium com. if you're in the market for wonderfully curated soccer focused design on anything you Need from mugs to t-shirts to prints to art for your wall, head on over to footballstadiumprints.com. Fill that card up, and you can use code Crows10 C R O W S10 for 10% off everything you buy. All US orders ship right here from the United States. So don't worry about international shipping charges. Footballstadiumprints.com. Thank you so much. As a reminder, Minneapolis City is a 501c3. So go ahead, consider beefing up that tax deduction before the end of the year through a charitable gift to the club. And John mentioned it, memberships for the 2024 season are on sale. So it's never too early for you to cement your seat in the stands and make sure you secure some sweet swag along with it. Plus, get that early discount on any Minneapolis City gear ahead of the holidays. So get, yours, get your membership today. If you're interested in getting a hold of me and John, we've made it simple. I guess you could hit the club up on Twitter if you want, at MPLS City SC, But it's better to hit us up here at The People's Pitch, a.k.a. X, I guess, not Twitter anymore, whatever, or via yeah, well, email. it's,
1: it's still Twitter. Email still us,
2: mcscpodcast yeah. at gmail.com. And that's all for this week. I'm Nate. Thank you so much to new club president Adam Pribble. Of course, John joining me as well gotta make it out and support some of the crows in college this fall big game on saturday augsburg versus st olaf at Edor nelson field so it's a place you're familiar with uh well, head on game out at? uh that game's at 5 30 p.m
1: okay Interesting. yeah maybe i will make it out for that one maybe make out yeah. for that one
2: some really exciting soccer out there uh being played and the conference conference battles are starting to close up and the championships and tournament positions will be settled here in the next week so check it out and as always,
1: yeah.